if you guys could see us before we plus record, it's probably some of our best content. Maybe we should start doing like some behind the scenes. You making your ridiculous faces, Rhodesia with Ishan doing the shoulder lean and to the intro music. It's all good stuff. Welcome to the TFW Podcast, episode 31. Matt here, Rhodesia here, Ishan here. Give it to the folks. How you guys doing today? And you are on mute. Somebody you, on you mute! You just won! Oh, no! Jeez. First time for everything, right? I said, like, the best intro I've ever said before. I bet you now, did. Now only this ring light sees or heard what I said. Ishan, what's up with you? Hey, what's going on, my people? Everything's great. I'm just munching on some snacks over here. Yeah, you better put those snacks away. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's time to work, man. It's, it's time to work. I'm working on these so, snacks. All right, you working on those emergency. treats. Working on those treats. So business first with the podcast. I thought I was going to have to come in here and have a heart-to-heart with Eshine to say, hey, man, this ain't working out. We got the numbers back from WrestleMania Night 2 Pod through the roof. <laughs> it is now our number one podcast that we have done in terms of listen so thank you guys for listening but then we get the numbers from last week's show and that show is the third most listened to podcast that we've done so once again thank you so i guess you guys do like Eshan, and it wasn't just that hey he was off the pod so everybody decided to listen so shout out to y'all hey, shout out to e hey, you're still here thanks, man Isha. we appreciate you so you guys listen to the consistent bullying by not my bullying. quote unquote not bullying, not great bullying. friends. It's consistent, not bullying, not bullying. Yeah, and it's not really consistent. It's like every other week, and it's not you bullying. I mean? True that. So not for me, today's pod, like I could have kind of went a couple different ways with it. Either this would have been I'm shitting on everything pod, and I was like, well, that's not really good. So no, bad energy. I, I could have definitely been a hater on this i'm not gonna be a hater so i am gonna have a lot of fun on this pod i'm probably joking a lot all right so if you guys need to bring me down a little bit if you need to cool but that's how we're gonna go we are going to start with though we've been talking about it it seems like these two guys take up the bulk of our podcast and that's vince mcmahon and cm punk but it looks like cm punk is back in AEW if you believe the latest news that's out there. Something broke yesterday just in regards to, hey, there's some news about Punk wanting to come back, being open to come back, et cetera, et cetera. Today, a little bit more concrete information comes out. Last night, AEW puts on their website that they are coming to Chicago June 21st for Dynamite and Rampage. It is the last Dynamite and Rampage before Forbidden Door, before they head over to Canada. So, of course, I saw that. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. They haven't been here since Thanksgiving Eve, which was, you know, the time Punk was out. MJF skipped the show because they knew what that would probably look like. Information comes out today. The June 21st Dynamite, quote, would be interesting, end quote, and one to look out for. As of today, the plans have been for Punk to make his return at that show, or sometime around that show. Oh, so this is official, official. It's not official, because we don't know yet. We ain't heard. 
officially, officially, but this is official to the backstage news that we know about. Mm. He is back in evidently good graces with Tony Khan. If he was ever out of good graces with Tony Khan, we've talked about this before. I am going to be under the assumption Bucks, Kenny, and Punk have talked already. I, I don't know how this comes up if they have not. But what's your guys' thoughts about, it looks like, Punk is seemingly returning for the Summer of Punk, I guess, what, part three? Because we had it last year and he left. So, yeah, Summer of Punk part three. What y'all think? I think both of y'all, we talked about this several times already on the show. Both of y'all had mentioned that you believe CM Punk will be back in wrestling and be back in AEW. I think I went on the record by saying I just don't want to see him back in AEW. Um, how do I feel about it? I mean, if he's still under contract and Tony wants to do business with him and still see him as an asset and can bring in some money and generate some interest in AEW, they're doing big things with the stadium show in Wembley. Why not go for it? Again, for me, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to watch him as he come back. I'm going to maybe eat a little bit invested in his character. Um, but other than that, I just know that something like this might come up again. <laughs> you know, he's, he's polarizing. I mean, this is kind of, it, it, follow, it follows him. It precedes him and follows him. So I, I don't know. I'm just going to just sit back and watch, and I'm just going to just see how this plays out. I think it's great for business. We talked about it before. I think it's great for their business. I think it's great for fans. I think it's great for the company. Uh, when, he, when he came back, I mean, it generated big numbers and, and generated a lot of attention for that show. And I think that him leaving, you know, put a sour taste in a lot of fans. And, you know, we, we look at a lot of these ratings – we were hovering around 800,000 and et cetera. Mm-hmm. When Punk was on the show, you know, his debut was almost 1.5, right? One thought yeah. he was going to continue On a, on a, on a Friday rise. Night Rampage. So that wasn't even Dynamite. Oh, that's exactly. On a Friday Night Rampage on a show that's getting, you know, half their audience in any given week. So um, I think this would be a great shot in the arm. Uh, I think that it'll generate some interest again. I think people will want to tune in to see what he's doing, what it's about, how he's assimilating to the roster, what's changed. So I'm all about it. Right, I want to see that company continue to grow, and I think that Punk is going to help that that company grow. He's such a great character, a great interview. He was a great wrestler. You know, he he still is kind of rounding back into shape. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. And so it's funny I'm too because if you look quick, at Matt, the people, yeah, I'm thinking though when we we look at Punk and just like the locker room and the message they're trying to send in the locker room. We know FTR loves um, CM Punk. But it seems like a lot of the maybe the pillars in the in the AEW first day home breaded talent may have some kind of friction with him. How do you think that's going to play out? Even if he they did make it right with the elite, mm-hmm. how do you think it's gonna, he's going to be received in the locker room? Is he going to have now his own locker room that's going to be separate from everybody else? I mean, at what point is it business and trying to run a company where it's harmonious as much as it can be? Well, no locker room has ever been 100% harmonious in wrestling. From indies to NWA, WCW, WWF, WWE, go all the way down. Impact, TNA, AEW. Bernice, you and I have heard stories mm-hmm. about just how that locker room is and you kind of got to watch it back, et cetera, et cetera, right? So to me, all that means nothing, though. At the end of the day, you're, you're at work. We've all worked with people we don't like. Yeah. Now, granted, we all haven't bit people at work we didn't like and <laughs> get our dogs allegedly kicked by people we didn't like and our doors knocked down and things of that nature. But we've all been in that situation. I think at the end of the day, Tony's got to say, look, 
I am the boss. What I say goes. This is what it is. The thing about Vince, and there's a lot of things, of course, that's been bad about Vince, but there's also a ton that's been great about Vince. This would have never happened in WWE in regards to, say, this would have popped off. Vince would have sat them both down and said, hey, look, y'all get y'all grievances out, whatever you want to do. If y'all need to fight, fight, but we're not leaving this room until this gets cleared up. And it wouldn't have been the thing after that. Tony is learning, and that's fine. That is completely fine. We also know Tony is a sweetheart of a guy, too. But at the end of the day, it is business. So that actually leads me to my question I have for you guys around this is who needs who more? Does AEW need Punk more? Or does Punk need AEW more? I don't think AEW needs Punk. I'm going to stand on that heel or die on that heel. If Punk wants to get back into wrestling, professional wrestling, his only two options is WWE and AEW as far as like the national big names. So I would say that Punk needs AEW more than AEW needs him. Because they still, you know, came to or they're coming to Wembley, hopefully selling out or selling out enough that stadium with before this whole Punk thing. Or was it before this whole Punk thing? (laughs) My perception of it. Got you. Yeah. You know, I, I hear a lot of comments um, online, and I think uh, it's a good bit of people saying that they think that Punk needs AEW. I got to be honest with you guys. You know, we talked about it a couple times, Matt. We've been to a lot of these recent AEW shows. I think, what, what, did, uh, what was the attendance record? Uh, not record. What was the attendance at the last Dynamite, Matt? Which one? The one they just did uh, this the week? The one they just did, yes. 3,500, I believe, was, was in the building. 3,200. It, it was a light crowd in Milwaukee. The last time they were in that building, they did uh, 5,000 or 4,900. So they were off about 1,700 people compared to last time they were in there. Again, in the last show here in, in, in Atlanta, it was, I don't think it was half the roster, but it was a good portion of that, uh, of that building that was tapered off. Um, and I think you've seen this trend over the summer and since that. So when you look at the general interest of AEW, there's a hard, it's a huge hardcore fan base they have that's propping the company up and 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 and, and keeping it high. But you look at these ratings, they've been declining. Um, it's, it's their hardcore audience seems to be dropping, and it's been a higher rate. Uh, I would say um, dissatisfaction with the overall product. You know, you look, go online, there's a lot of people who you know, are ride or die fans that kind of dropped off on the show. So mm-hmm. as far as does he need? Do they need him? I think they need something to give them a shot in the arm. And I think that CM Punk coming back, the 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 drama, right? Because we talk about drama as far as locker room. We've even talked about it on Twitter. Like, guys, we live in a different world. Like, hey, controversy equals cash. That's what Eric Bischoff always says, right? Right. People love the intrigue. People love drama. It's what, it, it's what get, grabs people's attention. And so how all about how you use that attention that you can get. Can you flip it to something positive? And I think they can definitely flip it to something positive. This company needs a shot in the arm, right? Is it dying? No. Is it doing well? Sure. But the thing is, can it do better? Absolutely. And CM Punk was a game changer for them when he got there. CM Punk was a draw for WWE. Why can't he be one now? You mean tell me that AEW can't use another draw? Why, why not? They, sh- they mm-hmm. sure damn well could. I think that we need to get out of our feelings and understand the locker room. Look, it's a generational thing, too. Punk's in his 40s. He's dealing with a lot of these 20-year-olds, the millennials, and whatever the generation is. It's a different relationship you got to have with them. 
Um, you know, you can't, it always can't be straightforward. It's a we're we're experiencing that dealing with them as well. It's all right. a different type of relationship you got to have with these people. So definitely, he's good. He they need him. Yeah, no, I I think if you look at that, you say okay, either he needs his wrestling itch scratched or he needs it from a financial perspective. I don't think he needs it from a financial perspective. I would agree. You let there. FTR yeah, tell I don't it. Think so. Yeah, you let FTR tell it. He misses wrestling. He misses the fans. He fell back in love with wrestling with AEW. But if you had to compare one or another, he would be fine. Right? I mean, CM Punk is going to be CM AEW Punk, whatever that looks like. Without CM Punk. They will, but they need something as a shot in the arm. And we've seen you, you, when we've know, gotten something from AEW that a lot of times the booking falls apart. So do you think because well, of CM Punk, he'll be able to have more creative control? No, I think he's a he's a major star. Now, now knowing Punk is coming back, that makes selling Wimley a lot easier. Sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That makes like right now they're not sold out a double or nothing yet in Vegas. CM Punk sells out that building by now. I'm sure they'll be sold out come Memorial Day weekend. But even here in Chicago, yeah, they had saturated they had saturated the market pretty well, but. They were selling out every single show. Last time they were here at Thanksgiving Eve, they weren't sold out. Now with this news, they'll be sold out June 21st. They'll be sold out all out week because of CM Punk. And granted, he's from Chicago. But no, I think he absolutely is needed more in AEW than vice versa. I also think it's interesting. This is a perfect case study for characters superstars sell in wrestling, not moves. Nobody's clamoring for CM Punk because they can't wait for him to put on a five-star classic when he gets back. Those days are over of any type of five-star matches from CM Punk. We know we're going to get from him. We're going to get something that is technically sound, a fantastic story in the ring, something that makes sense, a couple high spots, but it's the, it's the story we're invested in. It's the character of CM Punk. It's Phil Brooks that we are invested in. So it's just funny when you look at a lot of the, the fans that, that are really, really diehard AEW people and they don't watch WWE and they just talk about, it's all about the matches. It's just the matches. It's No, it's not just the matches. I always go back to Bandito, which ironically this week, I don't know if you guys saw this, he had a quote in an interview where he said that uh, eventually one day he would like to go to WWE. thought that was kind of like, hmm. And he's I get still it. under contract, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, his contract's pretty new. <laughs> but we haven't seen Bandito. No. But I go back to, you had him debut. If you guys don't know Bandito, he's a fantastic talent. They had him debut. Then they had him go he against lost. Jericho lost. in a qualifier. Lost. And I think he may have lost another match, and we kind of haven't seen him since. And I actually were going back and forth with people on Twitter because I said, why would you debut him in a meaningless match just for him to lose? And a lot of the quote tweets and the comments I got back was, wins and losses don't matter. Do you think this is going to hurt his career? Nobody cares if he lost because he's a star. And it's like, man, I, and yes, I know there's a generational gap. We've been watching wrestling for a long, 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 long time. But I also know how you are to make stars and make people who are, um, remem you know, memorable. CM Punk is that due to, who he is, not because you can say, man, that last match he had with Hangman, woo, that was a six-star classic. No, it's not, it's, it's not about that. It's about, we know when we get punk, 
Shit's going to hit the fan in promos, on Dynamite, if he shows up on Rampage. He's appointment viewing because typically when he shows up, something happens from a storyline perspective. So I just kind of wanted to put it out there that no, at the end of the day, still the characters that sell wrestling in the story. It's not wrestling moves. So it looks like we're going to get Punk, which I am excited about because they, I think they do need him. I think this is a perfect opportunity. WWE had a ton of momentum, and they still do. Still do have a ton of momentum. We talked about they have uh, Backlash, May 6th. They, got, they just changed the name of it today. It's no longer Queen and King of the Ring. It right. is now Night of Champions Night of in Champions. Saudi. Yep, end of, end of May. Then what is in June? Uh, oh, yeah, in, in London, in June, and then of course we got Survivor Series or Survivor Series SummerSlam in Detroit. Which shout out to everybody that got tickets. I saw a lot of excitement on social media a couple days ago. We all got our tickets. I know a lot of our friends got tickets. I told E he's got to get to the building early because from what I hear, Cody's gonna be cur- curtain jerking that night Ooh. at the way that uh, at the way <laughs> this is going, or or let everybody tell it. That like, oh, he lost at WrestleMania. His career's done. Like, he's never going to be as hot as he was, as he is. So get there early, man. He may even be on the pre-show. So you guys can sing your song. Whoa, he may not have the pyro, though. So just, I don't want you to get hey, too, like, Matt, what is it? he may not oh, have that. No. But you can sing the song. No. <laughs> you know what it is. Come on, Ishan. Come on, man. Sing it with us. You ready? Adrenaline. Hit that thing, man. In my, in soul. my soul. Come on, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Come on. Control. This is dis- mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is just simply disgusting. <laughs> it's just disgusting. It's disrespectful. So, actually, kind of talking about uh, SummerSlam, if you had to just guess, we have no idea. What's the main event of SummerSlam? Gosh. Oh, my God. Almost did CM Punk. Jeez, Louise. No, he, he's gonna be at AEW. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was <laughs> Cody and Roman. <laughs> Why Ooh, not? So you going Cody and Roman? Why not? Think, okay. Because that's what everybody on the on the Twitter was saying. Don't 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 tell me that Cody could lose tonight. Um, and then they'll bring it back there SummerSlam. So I'm just gonna roll, roll with SummerSlam. That's where all the energy is at. But I'll be in Detroit. What would I be doing, Matt? Putting them ones up. Oh, we're definitely gonna throw the ones up. You already know how we get down. I, if that is the if that is the match, I'm not gonna be as confident. So I may be halfway <laughs> throwing the one up. I may I may I may just throw the thumb up. Just so like just say, hey, I like this. Yeah, but uh I don't know what else it could be if it's not them. But I don't know if I I mean, I guess it yeah. I guess. And no, I'm not saying like I guess like it's a throwaway. It's gonna be a, a major, major match. I'm just thinking if they were trying to keep Cody away from Roman. A little longer. Who do you have main event with Roman in that show? Do do you somehow blow up the bloodline before you go back to Roman and Cody? Because I could easily see a Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns match main event in the show. I don't. I don't know which. I don't know which comes first. Does the entire implosion of the bloodline comes first, or does Roman right. dropping the title come first? So I don't when know. When is the thousand days? I know all, there's a lot of energy on the thousand days. Oh no, that's days. uh, that? Saudi. So May 26th, okay. May 27th, whatever day that is. Okay. But as I told Matt in the text before he just sent me the most disrespectful text I've ever seen in my life. What I said, man. That if uh, that if 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 Cody loses on my watch, 
in my city, I'm jumping the rail. Y'all gonna see a uh, Eshan sighting on TV. I'm a, I'm, uh, I'm jumping that rail. Are you gonna get Just taken? Let y'all know. Knocked out. <laughs> you gonna be knocked the f out. <laughs> And wait a minute, let me. I'm, I'm gonna we have to pod without you again that night. <laughs> I'm gonna read you guys the, this disrespectful text. He said, "What I say? Make sure you get there early. He'll be in the opener by that time. Loser ass ninja. And see, I only say one n word. Oh boy, but that's not what he said." Lies, propaganda. I've already told you about there's a certain level of decorum you need to have when you are on this platform, sir. The listeners and viewers expect you to be an upstanding individual. They don't expect you coming in here, throwing people on the bus, and more importantly, lying on people, especially me. You guys all know me. I wouldn't say anything like that. I'm not that type of guy. I wouldn't do it. Type of guy. That is a great segue. Uh, Vince McMahon. I thought this was hilarious. So no Vince on SmackDown, no Vince on Raw, no problems. SmackDown was great. Well, wait, should have been, was, should have been what we got Zoom? night after WrestleMania this Monday with a ton of travel issues. I think a yeah. third, a third of the talent couldn't make it to the show because there were flight issues from Orlando. Guess what? Great show. So looks like we saw Bailey again too. We did see Bailey. <laughs> I thought we she was gone. See and then we yes. saw Bailey try to advocate for herself, kind of throwing damage control under the bus. <laughs> and but what I wanted to say in Japanese. What I wanted to say was this part, which I thought was hilarious about Vince. So, uh, Hollywood Reporter <laughs> reported that McMahon's continued employment shall be conditioned on compliance with WWE's conflict of interest and code of conduct in their equal opportunity and non-harassment policy. So translation of that is no more nasty old man behavior on their watch, buddy. <laughs> Gotta be on the up and up. They put that in the contract. That's pretty so interesting. Is, is the investigation done? Or oh, that's, that's done. The light no, of day? Yeah, the, that is through the new company that is securing emerging UFC and WWE. They put that in his contract. So then he shouldn't even be there, right? If he allegedly paid somebody off, wouldn't that imply that maybe he did it? No, going forward. Goddamn, pal. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got no, it. No new booty. <laughs> got it. There you go. Got it. No new booty. <laughs> got it. That's crazy talk. So we, like I said, we did. We had a really good SmackDown. Had a really good Raw show. Riddle on SmackDown gets involved in the Bloodline story. So shout out to WWE for not forgetting Solo was the one that took him out for months storyline-wise while in real life he went to go take care of himself personally. I wasn't feeling it. I don't want Riddle anywhere close to this Bloodline story. I am going to assume it's it's setting up a six-man for Backlash, so maybe it's a one-and-done kind of a thing. But what's your guys' thoughts about Riddle being involved in the Bloodline story? I just saw that there was a whole lot of on Twitter people getting mad that why wouldn't Riddle not be part of this story? Because what you mentioned about him and Solo or Solo taking him out months ago. Mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way. It's almost like this is my baby. I worked so hard and in, in, in child rearing my child. I don't want to just leave it to a babysitter who's just going to let him drink pop all day and stay up all night. 
not saying that that's what Riddle would do to it, but I kind of feel like that same sense of this is just so beautiful and sacred. The people who touch this got to be worthy of it. And that's unfair for me to say, but that's just kind of how I feel. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you guys. Like, I didn't even put some clothes on. Like, you know, it, it, the biker the biker shorts was one thing, but now he got the draws. I didn't even, it, no knee pads, no, like, something just look off with this man right now. And that was more distracting to me than, you know, him being interjected into his bloodline for you. But, you know, I, I get it because we got a lot of time between now and SummerSlam. Then we got a lot of time between SummerSlam and the next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And we got a hot storyline. So they got to kind of plug some things in to kind of breathe some freshness into it or to kind of be a, maybe like a gap between like the next story that they're trying to do. So this is maybe it might just be a little bit uh, distracting, uh, maybe something for Solo to kind of get his, his teeth into to kind of get him ready for whatever's next for him in his bloodline storyline. I'm not against it. You know, I'm, I'm looking to see where it goes. Um, but I just, man, I just, I'm more distracted with them draws, man. I need to put some more clothes on. I like to see half naked men. So maybe that's what they're doing that for, for the ladies mm. of wrestling. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that you, you, I just, I just got reminded of something that I saw on Twitter. A lot of nasty women just gushing over Roman. There was this video of Roman going around. It's like a, something from one of his matches and the women were just gushing all over it. Now let guys gush over one of the women in wrestling and we're perverted. We're nasty. Why is there such a double standard? I'll throw it to, to you, Rhodesia. You are the women We're not about to do this. We are not about TFW to do this we would get into a full fight right now. Talk is there that. such a double standard with women can gush over Roman and Kenny Omega and you get the streaks ah, in the crowd. But when the guy does it, they whistle or they talk about just how beautiful a woman is. It is uh, damn near a crime to do that. Tell us about that, please. I don't think that what you just said is a bit flawed. Yes, there's women who will gawk after a man. Anytime a woman touches a man or anytime anybody touches somebody that was not welcome, that is not appropriate in any case. Uh, But as far as what you guys do, a lot of times, at least from my own personal experience of what I've witnessed, they'll do their little cat calls you kind of blow them off. And the next thing I know, I'm a bitch because I, I didn't acknowledge them. So I think it's just more so of that man thinking they can dominate over a woman. So you should be happy that we're gawking over you. Whereas I think a lot of times women just, just say, oh, this guy is cute. But in reality, I don't know if I really feel like a naked man, even though I just said it about Riddle being half naked, I don't think I really get that sexually attracted or attracted to somebody who's half naked a man. Because I don't think we look at men like that. But you do they're attractive in the face, though. But I'm right? looking at like, the face. So, yeah, so typically women are, like, facial. Like, you guys are yeah. all about, typically, a guy has to be attractive in the face. If you have a body, fantastic. I, I don't know too many women that feel like, hey, you're, it's your body first and then your face. Well, guys, we don't typically. No, y'all like the bodies. <laughs> I mean, y'all talk about a certain typically... champion on WWE every single week <laughs> when a new what shot the, happens, a picture champion of is her. That? Who's that? Bianca Belair. Which y'all be teetering on that line of me wanting to cut y'all out like y'all needed to check yourselves. All right. So Anna J has a new t-shirt out Uh-oh. from her I'm promo you, that she I'm, cut. I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went there. <laughs> what is, Have you hey, seen talk, it? Ready to talk about it. No. So she cut a promo. Program? She cut it. Yeah, she yes. Just just type hey, in talking, talking, Anna J t-shirt. She cut a promo a couple weeks ago, I think on Rampage. 
And she said, I've got a fat ass <laughs> and a bad attitude. Talk to him, Anna. <laughs> yes, you do. I don't know about the bad attitude, but that first part. <laughs> Jesus. And she, and she got a peach on there. Wow. She's not playing with him. <laughs> she ain't playing with him. She's not playing see, with him. Hey, this, this, is, this is the thing. I was going to bring that up, right? Because see, now even when Anna Was that, that going to be your now, TFW moment of the week? <laughs> oh, damn it. It should have been. It should have been. So even now when she comes out, right? She walks down to the ramp. You know what she does? What she she spins it around. And she points at that thing. Come on, man. You got to talk about Look, there's a lot of men out here. They ain't got self-control. Like, they can't. You can't talk to them like that. You can't point to the obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like, men ain't. Look, I get it. There's a lot of weak-minded mind. They might go out there and think they can grab a peach. I don't know. Hey, but you know what's also funny, guys? So, our girl, Jay Cargill, the queen. Mm Mm-hmm. She posted a pic on Twitter. I, I think I sent it to you, Matt. You did. The one in the cemetery, right? So she, she put... She she's captions, half naked too, I bet. She's not actually. However, okay, 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 so okay. She, she, her, she captions, I love cemeteries. Right? So okay. it's her looking at these, you know, mausoleum. I don't know what they call it, the little houses and cemeteries. But mm-hmm. she's looking at one and her back is to the camera. She's kind of far away, right? And she has like a little jacket on and she has like these tight, super tight, skin tight, like green yoga pants, right? It's all, and, and it's, it's those pants which kind of cupping the cheek a little mm, bit, mm. right? And she and you got to zoom into the picture to kind of see her. zoom in? So well, no, you well, got, I was about to say, well, it sounded like the way no. that he is absolutely no. describing this photo. He he did his due diligence in zooming in. You got to zoom I didn't in. See, I didn't see all that in the photo. When <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, whoa! You weren't looking hard enough then. I was, oh, you weren't looking at all. So you gotta zoom into the picture so you can see her. You want to see her, right? And then you see it in that thing. It's right in the camera. So then it's the next picture over, right? And now it's a little bit closer. So she puts "I love cemeteries," and so half the people in the in the tweets are like, "Oh, you love cemeteries? Well, you should visit St. Paul's Museum and blah 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 and blah 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 blah." I'm like. You know she's not talking about these cemeteries right now, What's right? She talking you know, about? she know she was trying to show that thing. Oh, that's what she was trying to talk. You need to tell. She's trying to show that thing. She's proud of her body. She know what it is. I don't even know how we got there, but I don't even. Oh, we talking is, about being um, the new concept women, of endeavor. Yeah, women the- have a uh, what is that called? Where y'all can get away with it and it's cute and funny, guys do it and it's nasty and unattractive. But I think it's and nasty and unattractive too when women, like that one time I saw, you know, this is a couple years ago when Roman was bad and he was still part of the Shield and a woman like grabbed his booty. Like well, that he talked to about me, it. Yeah, that he, is. Well, like you mean disgusting. yeah? Well, no. Of course, this is all tongue in cheek. Never touch nobody. You you keep your hands to yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that is completely off base you don't yeah you don't put your hands on on people but there's some people out there i think that think they can do that but we know it is Uh, i do like getting back to the bloodline i really like that they're keeping the jay and sammy storyline going if they wanted to they could have pivoted away from it and it looks like they're not they're going right back into it 
We saw the match on Friday. They had a backstage promo segment, kind of carried over to Monday. So that thing is still going on. So I, I do like that. Do you guys have any thoughts on that either way? No, I'm happy because, again, again, outside of this riddle thing, I think actually I think that's where it started actually with riddle. Um, but outside of the riddle thing, I am there for anything that they're going to present to me. And we know that with, when Sammy was introduced to the bloodline and then, of course, naturally KO because that's his brother. Um, all of that is fine. Those people who I feel is worthy, quote unquote, to touch this bloodline story. So I'm all the way happy with that. I'm cool with that. I know that that wasn't done. So I feel happy that we're continuing that that story. Mm-hmm. Same. I agree. Yep. On Monday, we had Trish turning on Becky. <laughs> About time. Clap that up. I, I've been waiting for that. Uh, Trish is in... Business picked up there on that stuff. So. She is in so much... Now, the, the, the hit to the back was rough. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what happened there. But the match, she is just so... In better shape, ring shape than Lita, and I, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't. It's, it was a vast difference of watching mm-hmm. that match with Trish and then watching the matches with Lita this go around. But shout out to Lita, of course, legend. I love seeing Trish in there. Now we're getting to it. Of course, you know, alleged rumors that we're getting Becky and Trish at SummerSlam. I don't know how you hold that off for. May, April, May, June, like four months. I don't really know that, but I'm there for it. That's a huge yeah. SummerSlam match. Uh, but I am, I, I'm just happy that they pulled the trigger on that. I'm also happy for Liv. Liv has busted her tail all year. She barely made the WrestleMania card. So for her to be able to get, you know, the tag titles, now we'll see what they do with them. We know that whole story. Shout out to Naomi and shot Sasha Banks, but uh, we'll see what that looks like now, but I do want to shout out Liv for getting something for the work she's put in this past year. What do you guys think about the the angle from Monday? Um, same same here as far as Liv. I've, I've always said even before, I do not want Raquel with somebody. I said that she's a bright enough light that needs to, she needs to be on her own. I still stand by that. Same thing with Liv. I think that she, she, her light shined bright enough where she can be on her own, but I think this felt right. We knew those belts had to come off of Lita and Becky. We just we knew it. So for them to get it and for it to be a, like a warm welcome, I love how that match ended. I'm ex- actually excited to actually see their title run again. That women's tag team championship has been kind of polarizing. Um, it just has been, and it's kind of feel like it's doomed. I think we had what was it, Oscar and who was it and. I forgot her name. She's no longer Oscar anyway. who? As tag champs? Kyrie yeah. Shane? Kyrie. Yep, Kyrie. Um, I love their reign. Um, but other than that, that tag team. And then I guess maybe for a moment, Naomi and Sasha. But anyways, back to the point. Um, I'm happy that Liv got it. I'm happy that Raquel got it. I think that the fans enjoyed it. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see how that goes. Because again, Liv, she didn't deserve kind of the heat that she got from her title reign as champion. She just didn't. She didn't deserve that. Um, we knew that she was better than that, and she put in a whole lot of work. So I'm happy. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting story. Uh, turn with uh, Trish. You know, I'm a big Trish fan. You know, and that's the thing about Trish. You know, she was one of the first revered, like, women's wrestlers. Well, in a while. I don't want to say that. Um, but in a while, like, she was kind of known as being a really, really good wrestler. Almost 
like the female rock, as we were kind of equating her to back in the day. Yeah, she's, absolutely. She's do her stances like the rock. Sail, sail jobs yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. So it's it's like riding a bike for her. And as far as the tag team division for oh, the women's tag division, I'm hope. I don't have a lot of hope for them. You know, like yeah. they don't really have a division. They don't really have a lot of teams. It's it's a constant mixed shift of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a constant mixed shift of women who aren't really over Tag or team. women they're not right, really doing yeah. anything with. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's as you said, they, they don't, they haven't had any real teams in quite some time. They're the only real team to be honest with you, um, was damage, damage control. Right. And you know, fans weren't behind them or we weren't behind them um, all the way. Well, but uh, will so, we say they're a real team though? Like they came out together, but when I well, think of real yeah. teams, I think of actual like legit tag teams. I mean, you you said it either last week or two weeks ago. You think all all roads lead to Shayna and, and Ronda with the tag title. So I'm going to assume that's the next program for Raquel and Liv. Somebody on social media said that Raquel is what they call her the strange back lady or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I laughed. It, that wasn't what they said, but it was something about how she shows her back off and like that's the only thing about her. They gotta do something about that. Like she's much more than exactly flex, back flexing muscle. that back yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. It's a nice back, but no, you think about it. Damage Control's been together almost a year. They've been tagging. And they that's, debuted that's, as, that's a, a team. as a group. Yeah, they that's debuted. a team, right? That's not somebody yeah. they put together like a couple weeks ago, and now they're here, right? That's a legit team that's trying to you know build cohesion. So yeah, absolutely, that's a good team. Now you want to say it's an over team. You know, that's that's another question, but they've definitely been presented as a as a unit. Women tag teams in WWE. Let's just do something real quick. You guys talk amongst yourself while I pull this up. I'm interested to see if they have actually have any legit tag teams under contract right now. They do not. Um, if I think the next closest tag team champion, I mean, tag teams they have is going to be in NXT. Yep. Um. Gosh, their names are escaping me right now, but it's I was calling uh, the girl with the braids. Oh, you talking about them? The females. Yep. No, um, I'm, I was talking about the ones that just broke up, JC Jane, and what's her name? Oh yeah, they yeah, just broke um, up. But I, I like them. Toxic, toxic attraction. Attraction, attraction. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna call them pretty they, deadly, but that's the guys. That's the guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, um, they were a legit team, but the the two girls, um, the one girl used to date Ricochet. She was a gladiator. Oh, yeah, but I still good, thought uh, that they were kind of just makeshift together, too. But they've been together for about, what, a year and a half now? So Yeah, no, I mean, they've been together a long... Yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah. I mean, to each point about that. damage control, being together. We know EO and Dakota as singles, but they've been together for a year. Okay, I guess you can look at them as... And they debuted legit. together. There, there, there are no legit tag teams mm-hmm. that no. I can see. It hasn't been for Damn, a while. That's crazy. Wow. It hasn't been for a, a, a long time. I think when they first debuted the championships, uh, how long was the tag team... Champions been around for the women. Was it about four years? They debuted when did them at the one that Survivor Series. Bailey and Sasha won it, and then they lost it to Iconics, Iconics. at Mania. So it's been at least five years. It's been five and if years, my probably. and if my memory is correct, wasn't Sasha mad that she lost it to the Iconics? Well, she was. She uh, was. Yeah, it wasn't. I don't think it really was about them losing to the Iconics. It was about you're taking it off of us. We didn't do anything with it yet, et cetera, et cetera. Got it. Yeah, they got to figure that out. They got they to figure that out. But I'm hoping everything is good with that. Ishan, great segue. You brought up NXT. Triple H did announce last Friday that the draft is back. Presumably, presumably May 8th. They didn't give a date then, but that is the Monday after Backlash. That's the day that it makes sense to kind of reset everything. 
he talked it up pretty significant about how like the game is going to change forever. We'll see how that plays out, of course. But he also said in there, every superstar is eligible. That was in also including NXT. So kind of got to thinking, let's do our kayfabe pick. So in storylines right now, okay? So, of course, we're sticking to WWE, Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I guess you can go NXT if you wanted to. Who would you take if you were the GM and you got the first pick, either Raw or SmackDown, who knows who's getting the first pick? Who is your first pick that you're taking and why? Ishan, let's start with you. Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns. Roman? Absolutely. So, interestingly enough, mine's is a toss-up. It's between the two hottest guys in WWE right now, one being Roman Reigns, the other is being Cody Rhodes. I would actually pick Cody Rhodes first because we sticking with kayfabe. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This is. I've never seen. I've never seen. I want to cut this thing. I've never. Off. I've never seen. Hey, anybody no, pick- I, I think. I think it's ridiculous that Ishan came on this platform for two plus months. Cody can do no wrong. The second Cody loses, he is no longer the number one draft pick. What a piece of crap fan you are. Yeah, but no, man, but for that. Me- for You're me, a Fairweather fan. You know what I mean? Look at him. He's a yeah. Fairweather fan. His man loses one match. And here he is not even taking him number one. That's a cold world. May I continue? That's a cold world. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. I'll the audacity of E to not take Cody Rhodes after telling us for months, Cody's going to beat Roman. He's the man. He's the champ. He struggled 16 years, 20 years, Stardust. This man would not take Cody Rhodes in kayfabe as the number one pick. Damn. He, he would take the tribal chief, though. The guy that should have won at WrestleMania. The guy that did win at WrestleMania. And I'll be damned, the guy at SummerSlam. Do you know how funny Golly. <laughs> it's going to be? We, so we got to do the live pod, of course, that night. If it's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes... And Roman beats Cody again. And Eshan, you got to do a pod with me in the same room. You're probably going to hit me. I'm going to get you to that level that you just have to apologize on Sunday. That your emotions got the best of you. It's probably going to happen. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laying out. I'm just, like, I'm, just, I'm just letting the audience see who the real heels of this show is. I'm, oh, yeah, look, look. Oh, yeah, he, he, throwing, he throwing you in there, Rhodesia. Even though you and picked seriously. Cody. The guy exactly. he should have picked. Right. <laughs> Anyways, it it would be Cody and kayfabe yep. only because I have never seen a draft, at least to my recollection, where a heel was picked first unless it was by a heel GM. And right now we only have Adam Pierce as a GM, and he's not a bad guy. No, so but it, but it's your pick. I, I know what you're saying, but I mean Roman was picked first last draft. Um. But I know what you're saying. So you have either Roman or Cody. Yeah, I took Roman for the simple Cody. fact that he has Roman the belts. Cody. Like he's got both belts. Oh, that's a good point. Like there too. that alone. And mm-hmm. I was trying to find a way, like not to take him, Kayfabe, mm-hmm. but I'm like, no, like how I dumb would you Cody. be not taking the person that has the championships? Yeah. So I still take Cody. So okay, so then what about real life? So you get this is legit now. You are starting your own show, Raw SmackDown. And you get to pick your real life number one draft pick from WWE or NXT. Who's your number one pick? Am I subject Isha, to I'm this start with code? You again. 
I'm still I still can't get over that you didn't man, pick Cody. I know you probably, you probably forgot Cody was on man, the roster. That the man <laughs> who didn't earn a title shot, the man who still has to show me something, is your number one pick over the hottest wrestler in the world. Because right, she's going to be amazing. Oh, no, you know first off, it's, it's first off, hold on, hold on. I never said that Cody never earned a title shot. I said Cody didn't earn to win the belt, is what I said since he's been she said, back. I never said Cody didn't earn a title shot. I said Cody sucks. <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> That's crazy talk. But no, in, in her kayfabe role, she's going to tell the proper story to build Cody up. Unlike there you fickle go. fans that thought he should have just won it by wrestling three times with Seth Rollins and then coming in 30 at the Royal Rumble. Get the hell out of here. Jeez. These 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 super smart fans are just hey did, hey, did you guys notice damn good this is ridiculous. you guys notice that Cody chant from the crowd on Monday though somebody forgot to tell all twelve thousand of them that Cody's dead in the water interesting how that works number one no one said he was dead in the water they just said he a lot of people are. said that <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people are your boy Freddie right. Prince Jr. said that Cody's he's they're killing him those are his words but then he said but if he beats Brock then it's all good. Wait for the story, stupid. Relax. Hey, maybe, maybe they was Pike trying, down. but Cody's not going to die. We worked too hard to get to where we are right now. Oh, here we, here we, all right, we back. We back. Right, we, we back. We Go work, ahead, man. We back. We don't work too hard to get to where we are to let Fairweather fans like you I'm who not a think that a, a scripted TV show, people want to need to earn something. They're giving it. I can, they can pencil in anybody in any position to give anybody a championship. Who earns anything? So why did you pick Cody as your number one pick? Physically winning in these matches. So why did you pick Cody winning your number one pick in K Fade? What? Because Roman Reigns (laughs) is the hottest wrestler in the world. (laughs) He said what? Not Austin. He's the hottest. He's the hottest wrestler. I love Cody. He's my favorite wrestler. But Roman Reigns. He is on a whole nother level. But so, okay. why do you have this energy so then, going up no. to WrestleMania? So then, no, so real question. I've had it. Real question. I love you saying that. So if you know he's the hottest wrestler, why did you think he should have lost then if he's the hottest wrestler right now? Let me ask you a question. What the hell is Roman Reigns doing right now? Like, his, No, you can't do that. Long, you can't ask her a question. Long, question. Like, he's, ask, he's, probably, he's, he's probably chilling right now. It's 10 o'clock like he, what's in, he gonna in Florida. Do, like, just, He's probably relaxing, getting ready it's, it's for time, uh, it's, it's, it's time for a change. It's time for a change, and the protagonist to do it is here now. Just because he's hot, don't mean he's not going to be hot without the championship. Right? Well, this is an opportunity unfortunately to for continue you. to build another hot wrestler to get on that level. That's what you I'm talking done about. That. You could have done that in your kayfabe world, and what did you do? Yep. You picked the tribal chief. You picked the head of the table, Roman Reigns. He acknowledged Now, Now, you have another chance, sir. This is your real life number one pick. Are you going with Cody Rhodes to build your entire promotion around right now? Or are you going with somebody else on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? I'm going with Roman Reigns again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm all the way done. I'm leaving this entire Let's go! show. I'm leaving the show right now. I'm leaving the show now. For months we've been going through this with him. Are we serious right now? <laughs> oh, that's great. Who you got, Rhodesia? Real life. Who are you taking? You can take anybody. You are building your company. Who are you taking? You just made my head hurt. Um, do I have to adhere to the code of conduct too that Endeavor put out? I mean, if you're gonna take Vince, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> do what you gotta do. No. Like, I don't know why you would do that. It was it was a joke about Roman. 
um, me finding Roman attractive. No, um, I'm actually going to pick Bianca Belair. Mm. Ask, asked me this two weeks ago. I would not have picked her because I thought she would be dropping the title. Um, but I'm going to pick. No, this is real life, though. So it doesn't matter who's the champ because you can do whatever okay, you want to. Sure. So then I'm, then I'm sticking yeah. with Bianca Belair because um, she has more miles left in her tank in wrestling. Her, she has a, a longer wrestling career ahead of her than Roman does. Um, yeah. and, we, it, and that's why I would I would pick her. Now, I know that she's probably going to excel in whatever she does in life, even after wrestling. But she just has more mileage that she can, she can give to my company. So I'll pick Bianca. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny you say that because. I I had tied. I had Roman and Bianca. Ah. So now I got to, of course, I'll switch because you guys took those two. My third was probably going to be Rhea. Because I'm like, I, I she's got 10 years of main events under her belt coming. And yep. she's somebody that I know I can build my entire women's division around. And Bianca could sell so, a okay, lot so of merchandise. She, no, she, that's why I... I had Bianca down, but I wasn't going to take mm-hmm. her after you two took my other two pieces. I was trying to, I was trying to find somebody besides Roman. And I'm just like, no, real life. I will still take Roman, biggest wrestler in the world. He's got years and years and years left. Like, so then, okay, so if you, so if you, all right, take, take Roman off the board, take Cody off the board, take Rhea off the board, take Bianca off the board. Who's the next person that you're picking? So. I thought we would be having this conversation about Braun Breaker. Guess there's still always time. No, that's still a good one, though. What, 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 that's storytelling. That's still a good one. That's, that's what I thought a year ago. I thought it had been Braun Breaker. I thought he I was think, the, the future, the face of the company. I think he'll be a top 10 pick on TV when they do it in a month. I think he'll be one of the first five on each side to be taken. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Montez. Oh, good one, Ford. good one. Because after Roman one. Roman Reigns is my number one. Uh, my 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 number one B is uh, of course is gonna be Cody, right? But you gotta take him off the board. But my number right. three, my number three will be Montez. I would take that man, and I will push him to the moon. I think mm. I would do it as a heel, maybe actually. Telling you, so much money in him as a heel. I think I'll do it as a heel. I think yeah. I would get uh, another big bruiser, like uh, maybe like an almost type, maybe just to mm-hmm. kind of give him as a, like a heavy. I would surround him with so much to get him to the next level. I think he's he's it. He can talk. Yeah. He can go. And you know what? Here's the thing, man. I'm not a guy that likes guys, but he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man, right? It like, was some. I was telling Radija a couple weeks ago. I was trying to think of someone who is popular in wrestling. I'm talking about popular, like star, superstar, champion. That's ugly. And it wasn't about making it a vanity thing, but it was about, hey, do you have to be attractive to be a top star in professional wrestling? I went down a list. I couldn't think of somebody who is a legit star in wrestling, and you can say, oh, no, that person's ugly. Oh no, Hulk Hogan, was ugly. Hulk Hogan was ugly as hell. Oh no, I bet you the women didn't oh, think so. Nah, oh, the women didn't ugly. think that. Um, yeah. So I think so. This goes into what I'm about to say. I think it's the energy. So if I have swag or if I have self confidence in myself, that's going to come off as being attractive. So for instance, okay. Chris Jericho to me is not attractive, but Chris Jericho is attractive, and he's a, maybe not right now. We don't really care about him right now, but he was that man. He was that deal. He was a, an A talent. 
Jericho. But would anybody look him. at Chris Jericho and be like, that guy's ugly? No. I don't think and nobody I, would look at Jericho I, and say, I, I that guy's could. ugly. I probably no, you could. wouldn't say, you would say maybe you're not attracted to him. You wouldn't point him out somewhere and be like, look at that ugly guy over there. Well, then with you that means that I don't think anybody on, on, the, on the TV, I would say that. Yeah, his, but isn't that interesting, wrestling. though? Isn't yeah. that interesting, though? Besides the people that are made to be monsters, right? Like Kamala mm-hmm. back in the day, or... The Boogeyman. Hell. Yeah, like Boogeyman. Um, there is really, like... I can, that's, a, that's a, kind of a bad hey, thing, though. But you know what, though? Unfortunately... That's that's just that's a that's a, a society, that's society type of thing, yep, right? Like you think yeah, about movie stars, yeah. um, people on TV, like you know, most people who, you know, and I, I guess that goes that probably goes to the quote unquote look too. This is a scripted, worked thing, so it's not like football, basketball, where hey, if your talent is your talent, it is what it is. I guess you got the decision makers that say no, that person has it. Mm-hmm. Looks is part of that. Yep. So, all right. That was fun. Uh, Something else that came up that I was like, we got to talk about this. It was a lot of talk on Monday night about Dom. And shout out to Dom because the heat that he is still getting after already fighting Ray is something to be talked about. He's in like uncharted territory with that. Typically, you get the heat leading up to the match and then it died down a little bit because he lost. Let's Let's not forget. Ray beat him at Mania. Yeah, he got some of his heat back. Monday on Bad Bunny, you know, yeah, but he got whooped and he lost the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking like he's probably their best heel right now in WWE. So then they got me thinking about MJF. MJF <laughs> is the biggest <laughs> heel in AEW <laughs> right now. I know where this is going. Who is the better heel right now? Between MJF and Dominic. Ishan, I'm going to start with you first on this. Who you got and why? So, question, because just so I can understand the question. So, when you say better, what do you mean better? Whatever you did, whatever you think a hill is, whatever you know a hill is, who is doing a better job of that? Dominic or MJF? Can you think about who's a choose? They're both true heels, but like Dominic is getting true, real heel heat. People legit don't like him, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's doing a lot with it. Um, but as far as who's better as a heel, um, who can carry a segment, for instance, like that 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 last Dominic promo, you know, he was flushing up a lot of his. His uh, sentence. I don't know. My if it boy was, Dom. Getting, my boy Dom was, was rat, rat begging for mercy on Monday. He was man. Yeah, he I don't was know if he was begging for mercy. He was getting rattled, but I don't. I don't think the crowd response is what, what it was. But he was coming out of the tunnel. And yeah, and that's not lines. the first time he's done that. Typically, and it's interesting. He'll kind of do that if he's on his if he's out there by himself. If he's not playing off of anybody else, you'll kind of see that a little bit. Monday was like the worst of it, but he's. Flub sometimes where you kind of can see him overthinking a little bit. My man said, keep your name out of my mouth. <laughs> Let's go, Dom. Like I, don't know. I don't even know how there. you do that. But <laughs> I'm going like to make Scott sure Farmer. that happens. 
I'm going to make sure that happens. And then he tried to fix it. He still, he swelled the fix. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. Like, Dom's like, you got him, man. Just relax. You got him. You got him. Just relax. You can do it. So when they talk about better, like, you know, you don't see MJF doing that very often, right? But mm-hmm. it's all good because, like, the fans kept booing him. Like, right? No one was laughing at him. <laughs> They kept booing and they kept going. So you talk about who's better. Um, you know, Dominic's getting better heel heat, right? Because okay. the crowd legit doesn't like him. Whereas MJF, there's still a good portion of that audience that's kind of there with him. They're kind of, you know, wanting to cheer him. You know, just uh, a week ago, I don't care if he's at hometown or not. Like, right, he turned babyface for that crowd. He's singing, he's dancing. And yep. He makes it kind of... Hard to not like him. So you think about who's doing a better job as a heel right now. It got to be Dom. But I think overall it might be MJF. So for me, it's a hard to gauge. So if you okay, so we, if you got to say right now, this second, you're going with Dom. Yeah, if you want to say who's legit doing their job, um, I would say it's Dom. Okay, so you say so you say Dom is a better heel. Got it. What do you say? Um, thanks for going to Ishan first because I was able to Google <laughs> uh, what is a heel and per Wikipedia uh, okay. in professional wrestling. I'm going to read it here. In professional wrestling, a heel is a wrestler who portrays a villain, bad guy, rule breaker, and acts as an antagonist to the faces. So just looking at that definition alone, Dom portrays a villain being a villain, just like MJF. Dom antagonized faces. Just like MJF, Dom is a rule breaker where I think MJF may kind of make his own rules. Like he'll say, I'm not wrestling this person or I'm wrestling this kind of way. And then thinking about a bad guy to exactly what Ishan point is, Dom is getting heat, real heat. No one's cheering for Dom. People will still cheer for MJF. So just based off of right now, who is the better heel? I'm going to have to land on Dom right now. MJF has the potential to be the greatest hill probably of modern time, but I'm landing on Dom right now. So crazy. We're even having this conversation. Cause I agree. It's Dom right now, right now in this moment, it's Dom. Who would have thought, man? Like who would have thought <laughs> when I'm like, I don't know if Dom needs to go with NXT. I don't know if he needs to be released, but this is not working to see just the progression of what he's doing now compared to what he was doing before he turned hill. Man, oh man, golly, that is, we would have to probably really, really, really think hard on someone that figured it out and flipped as quickly and as good as Dom has done. And I don't want to hear anybody talk about, I've always seen it in him. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. When he was out there smiling with Ray on his shoulders, he sucked. He wasn't good. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just must be a really great talent scout. I told you we, we, and when you would be telling me like, Hey, diamond got my, he ain't that bad. Like what what's, what's, what's wrong? Like, he's not, he has a, a decent look. I like his little gear. You know, he didn't look that so you bad hype on the gear. Okay. So put him yeah. in riddles gear back then. You'd be like, Oh, he's the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> well, riddles, the worst thing that could happen. So, I mean, oh my God. wow. So <laughs> what was that? What did he do to you? Well, he those draws. That's what he did. Jesus, <laughs> he came out twice in them. He's but no, um, yeah, Dom. He was never really that bad. Um, I thought he was fine in the ring. I mean, he wasn't his dad. I'm not sure people were respecting that. Um, yeah, he didn't find it on the microphone yet. 
Um, but he's still finding his way on the microphone. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he was just, he's, he was just really really vanilla back then, man. Like there was nothing to yeah. him. He kind of was just no yeah. he's Ray Sun. Okay, yeah. and that was it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that was everything that I had on WWE. But you know, you were talking about sending Dom back to uh, NXT. Uh, I want to talk about NXT really quick. Um, what you got? Have you got? Did you guys catch the last episode? I did. I did not. Brody didn't see it, but I did. Good. Uh, I, I'm still finishing up though, but um, I have about an hour left. But I just wanted to talk about it really quick because that show has really, really, really improved. I'm not sure if anybody's watching it consistently or watching it at all. Um, but that show has really improved and. You know, I was one of the look NXT Black and Gold was my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. That I think they were so hot up until, to be honest with you, when they were going head to head, AEW and NXT for mm-hmm. the first six months. To me, I thought NXT was still the better show until Vince started fudging it up with the call offs and and etc. I still thought that was the better show. I thought both shows were great. I loved that time period. I thought we had a great fresh new show AEW, but NXT Black and Gold was 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 still on fire to me. So I was really sad when they flipped the script and they turned into this 2.0 thing. Yeah. Um, but the stars that I didn't believe in when I first saw it are really starting to mature in the ring, and that's personalities, that characters. Um, you know, Carmelo, and that's one thing I want to talk about right now. Like Carmelo as champion, which is phenomenal. I love the package between he and Trick. Um, something about Carmelo. I'm, I'm not sure where it is, but I feel like there's something missing um, with him. Like, you know, Booker T said in an interview that he thought that the Braun Breaker and Carmelo match was like a 6 out of 10, right? So I, he's not doing the Dave Meltzer star rating, obviously, right? I guess he's doing mm-hmm. like the regular rating. And I would kind of agree. And I don't think it's all on Brian in that instance. There's been a couple of Carmelo matches to where there's like a couple of weird like spots to where he kind of he's running around in a circle to do something. And I'm not sure what's really happening or what's going on. Uh, and even on the microphone a little bit when he kind of talks, it's like it's not a full connection. Um, I think he has unlimited potential, um, but there's something missing from his package. And I think Trick adds a lot because he has a lot of personality. I think the two of them look dynamite together. But do you guys see any of that? Do you guys feel like there's something missing from him? I think could it just been his opponents? Could he just been a victim of who he was going against? And this whole Braun thing, we already know kind of the the epic failure of, of Braun Breaker right now is his championship reign. Like just he just wasn't the fans wasn't behind him anymore. So that's how I feel when I look at Carmelo, I see money, but again, I don't watch NXT every week, so I can't pinpoint. Oh, I see exactly what you're saying. Ishan. I'm just looking at it. Maybe could it just been who he was dancing with. When's the last time you watched um, consistently? E, have you been, was this the first time you watched in a few weeks in a, in a month? Just this actual Tuesday show. No, I watch it. For the most part, most weeks, I don't always watch the entire show because typically, like with most things, I'm, I'll fall asleep on it. So I'll try to catch the other half of it like the next day, but okay. especially on Wednesdays, I'm watching Dynamite. So I don't right. get to finish. So, okay, let's start with Carmelo. I don't think anything is missing from him but size. 
Ooh. I personally think that's the only thing that's missing from him. I think he's got the gimmick down. I love everything about Melo. Melo, if Melo was probably three inches taller and 15 pounds bigger. But he put on like 15 pounds for for Mania. He he bulked up. Well, he looked like he He got much bigger. Um, I would have had him as a, if if we just did the shoot first round picks, he would have been like number three for me. If, if, if this was like legit shoot style uh, with trick. Cause I, I think what they have is, is special. So I don't think there's some, I, I think that's what it is. The matches he's had before the Braun breaker match have all been pretty much standout matches to me on their takeover specials. I call them, I still call them takeover specials, the premium what live events, oh, okay. uh, whatever the yeah. name is of that said show, you okay. know, on Peacock. Uh, Braun came out on Monday. Did you see his promo e, that he had on Tuesday? Nothing. It might be later on the trial. Okay. I, I haven't watched it yet. Check that out. I was like, hmm. Came out in all black. Good, came out in all black. Ba- bas- yeah, basically just said like, hey, you can pander to the fans if you want. I'm over these idiots. You guys nice. want to see another side of me? I was like, oh, yes. Now Here we're we talking. Go. Now we're talking. So we'll see how that plays out. I think he's going to do really well in, in the hill roller course completely different type of skill set than it is being a face. But um, we'll see. I think that I think he's still the future. It'd be fun to kind of check back in with you in a couple months, you know, one, see if he holds the title, see if he gets called up somehow, some way in the draft, and then kind of follow up and see what you still think about him. But yeah, for me, when I watch him, I, I think that's the only thing that's missing is just the size. It's interesting that you say that. Because that kind of have been just the industry thing. You got to be a big, tall, muscular guy. What I will say under Triple H, he's shown that some of the, I don't even want to call him a cruise rate. That's, I, I don't know if that's disrespectful to say or not, because I don't like to size size somebody like that. But Triple H has done really well in having what you would you don't like to do a what? smaller guy. Sizeism, somebody. I made what that is up. that? That means when you're being an ism to size. Got you. Hey, seeing that you Google with a, what a hill is, why don't you Google that word you just said? I don't even know how I would spell it though. If that's if that's really a word, I, I don't know. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on from size. That sounds wait, like wait, a wait. Wait, real quick. Didn't you hate as a kid when you would ask a teacher or a parent? How do you spell it or uh, something about a word? And they say go to the dictionary. Well, I don't even know how to spell <laughs> it. Where do I even start at? You said if I knew how to spell it, I wouldn't be. Asking I would be you asking right you. Yeah, but go ahead. Who we, was we it? Off who, who was it? Mrs. Who? Who told you that? Oh, dang it. What was the name that he said the other day? Oh, man. Just see, if I was quit with it like you, Matt, I would have been on the trigger like, boom. I, I thought you it. had one. I was, I was about to boom. Oh. oh. Like, um, trash no. ass Mrs. Clark. Hey, S-I-Z-I-S-M. Is that a real word? No. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I was about to get hyped. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> Jeff Hardy's back. Good for Jeff Hardy. It was good to see him healthy and back doing what he loves to do. I put a poll up on Twitter, and actually the results just came in while we were potting. I said Jeff Hardy's back as he returned tonight on AEW Dynamite. Thoughts? I gave three options. One was awesome. Second option was he should have stayed away. Third option was not sure yet. Awesome was number one at 56%. Not sure yet was number two at 28%. 
and he should have stayed away, was third at 16%. But majority, happy to see Jeff Hardy back. I am completely torn on this one. So you guys can go first if you want. Because I don't know. I um, I wanted him gone. And not because, like, I felt like, oh, he's just had so many issues. He shouldn't get another chance. It wasn't that. It's He's had a lot of addiction issues. And thank God I've never had to deal with addiction myself. So I cannot speak to what that feels like. We've all seen it, right? We've all had family that's been addicted to something. We've had friends been addicted to something. But I haven't had to deal with that. Outside looking in, my original thought was just stay away from wrestling. Get you right, like forever, and be that as it may down the road with whatever you decide to do for monetary gain, whatever the case may be. Then I kind of thought about it was like, well, if you're a, if he's not an addict due to wrestling, then it's probably kind of simple minded, small minded to say like, hey, stay away from one of your loves because you had a drinking problem. If one doesn't go with the other, then no, he should be able to come back. My, I guess, so then my uh, answer would be not sure yet. Because, I, I mean, I, I am worried. I mean, he's had a lot of chances. He's had a lot of relapse. So, for me, just as a person, I hope he's great. Jeff Hardy is one of the most beloved wrestlers in our generation. I don't think there's anybody out there who's just like, man, Jeff Hardy sucks. And that's kind of, like, hard for that in this thing that we love. That There's just somebody who's always, like, a hater of uh, a yeah. big-time wrestler. I've never met somebody who was like, no, nah, man, Jeff Hardy sucks ever have met that yeah we've been like man maybe jeff needs to hang it up he doesn't have what he had but nobody's just like oh that guy's trash so i guess i'm gonna go with not sure yet radisha what would your answer be uh awesome he should have stayed away or not sure yet i echo those same sentiments that you said right now i'm kind of in the i'm not sure yet because i think a lot of that addiction maybe came from the lifestyle of being a pro wrestler am i Am I right? I mean, I don't know his story. I'm not yeah, I mean, like but I once again, that's not fair to say but, because, like, that's not fair to say. But, but it, I mean, but I guess I, the perception if it's not a uh, if it's not a trigger point for him now, then, that's then when I'm, it's like okay, I'm awesome. Yep, we gotta we gotta separate that. If it's not a trigger for him, then awesome because we know him and Matt was wrestling when they were little boys. So, and we, you saw Maxwell King Maxwell. Um, in the ring, I, I kind of jumped around. Sure there. did. But anyways, but he doing did flips in the ring bump. already, and <laughs> yes. I'm just like, man, to God willing, we're live and kicking and still watching wrestling. To be able to see Matt Hardy's son wrestle a professional wrestling match when yeah. we remember watching the Hardys when they were like 16 years old, mm-hmm. lying about their age, you know, like mm-hmm. on Raw and Superstars, it's like, wow, that's gonna be crazy. If if this if this isn't a trigger for Jeff, I'm very happy for him. Um, make it a little bit lighthearted. I love that when he came in the ring, um, he didn't have to hit his boom 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 before he actually actually participated in. And he learned thing. last time. <laughs> he learned last time. That's he, how he, learned, he had to get he it off. From last time. He had to get it off. But this time he didn't do it. He 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 knew his mission. He did the mission. Then he then he celebrated. But um, if it's not a trigger, awesome. If it is a trigger, Jeff. Find find something else. And again, this is all 
this is all his passion. So again, who am I to say not to not to live your passion? But I just I I ache for him and I and I feel for him if so this is a trigger for him. But so you're going middle. not sure yet, or you going not sure yet, not sure yet. Mm. So middle would be oh, okay. All right. So you're. Not I, sure I wonder yet. though, real quick before Isha go, I wonder when people put stay away. If they meant that in the sense of kind of like how we're we're saying it doesn't matter about his and that's why that's why that's why I said it the way I said it. I I I didn't care if you want him to stay away because you were over him as a wrestler. I didn't care because you didn't want to see him in AEW or if it was from a personal he needs to stay away because he needs to take care of himself. I wanted to keep it as general as possible and subjective to yourself. So yeah, in the middle, I'm not sure yet. Okay, so you're also not sure. What you got, E? Hey, uh, real quick though, I think uh, we might owe. Rhodesia, apologies. Uh, Sizes actually is a word. Ha! Yes. And it has an E in it. What's the yes. definition? Oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. No, I just want to know what the definition is. It That's all. Matter. Prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's size or weight. There we go. There we she go. She didn't say sizes in the first time, though. What did I say? It was like size this or something. You didn't say size this the first time. Know. It was a street prophet. Yeah, you didn't. Remember? <laughs> you struggling that week too, but with uh, Jeff to be Jeff Hardy, look, I, I wish him well. I hope he's healthy. Um, he looks healthy. He looks good. I hope he stays healthy he and sober. Um, you know, God willing. So hey, shout out to that man. Do what he need to do to get well and get back. Um, but as far as uh, in a ring, I'm I'm before he before the issues. Um, unfortunately, I was kind of over the Hardy Boys. Um, I I just feel like they're they're trying to wrestle the same style. Mm-hmm. They did 20 years ago, and at almost 50, they can't do it. Um, I think Matt Hardy should just be a manager, and he should stay out of the ring. Um, I just don't think he looks healthy, athletic, or 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 somebody who should be in the ring at this point. I mean, he just hmm. doesn't look good to me. I got to be honest with you. And Jeff still trying to do the same stuff he was doing years ago. It's not looking good either. So for me, I, I, I just don't want to see him in the ring anymore, just from that very point. I just think they're, it looks very good. Um, their last couple of matches in AEW weren't very good. Uh, I'm just not excited to see them back in the ring. Um, if I, if this is their hey, they want to get another two matches to to, to give us a goodbye tour. Okay, cool. But I'm I'm not excited to see you know old wrestlers not look like themselves in the ring anymore. So you going? Uh, he should have stayed away. Yeah, I'm not excited about it. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I respect that for sure. So yeah, so he came back. That was good to see that. Um, Rhodesia. Yo, yo. Throw it to you again because you are the female voice of the TFW pod. Vicky Guerrero and her husband issue a statement denying sexual assault allegations from her daughter. Hopefully everybody who's listening has heard about this. Quick, quick, quick rundown if you have not. Her daughter came out a week ago and said that uh, Vicky's husband sexually assaulted her. Vicky came out and refuted it. Then she, I think she turned off her Instagram. She came back. Her being Vicky. Yesterday, April 12th. So I want your comments on this statement, Rhodesia. Says Chris and Vicky Benson respond to Sherilyn Guerrero's recent allegations. Chris and Vicky vehemently deny Sherilyn's recent allegations of sexual assault and abandonment. Ms. Guerrero's unsubstantiated uh, accusations have caused the Bensons to suffer public ridicule, scorn, 
and humiliation. Chris and Vicky fully appreciate the seriousness of allegations of this nature and the need for public support of sexual assault survivors. However, they ask that you withhold final judgment on this matter until they have an opportunity to bring Miss Guerrero and her claims into a court of law where judgment is based on facts and merit. I read that because that means that Vicky Guerrero is going to be taking her daughter to court. React. I don't like getting into family business, but I, that's the cop out and I won't be able to respond to that. So I must say we, we talk about a bloodline every week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess right talking um, taking your child. Um, I don't know anything about the, the Benson guy, her husband. I don't know if he is a, super business mogul where defamation is a, is a thing. So assuming that he is not one of that. Well, or and you know he, correct he me is. if I'm wrong. Didn't the sister also claim that the sexual assault did happen? Yep. On a cruise in 2020. So the other sister said, this, this, she this said that, happen. but she, she also said though, that she and her mother, like they have a bad relationship and she even have a bad relationship with her sister. So again, there's some issues with character of, the, the person, the victim, the presumed victim as well. But I'm not speaking okay. on that because I'm not touching on that. What ba- I'm touching on what you just asked me about that comment. Unless the Benson guy is a top business mogul where he can get a defamation suit against him and lose business and millions of dollars. Like, Vicky, why are you taking your daughter to court? I mean, if it happened or if it didn't happen, we need to heal. You're not going to heal from taking your daughter to court. So to me, as a mother, I couldn't take my child to court. I just couldn't do that. But again, I'm not in their position. And the way Vicky says it, this this daughter of hers has been like this forever. Um, and she's she's I guess have some bad character flaws. But I can't I can't take my kid to court. It's just that's not cool. Eddie's got to be rolled over in his grave right mm-hmm. now, man. Like. Who knows what's what, but that's when I, when I saw that yesterday, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I pray for so. the healing over all of them because that's just so something. And mm-hmm. even Chavo agreed that, that this happened too. I don't know how he can actually say it, but he said, no, I'm sorry. He said he supports Sherilyn. So he didn't say that. Yes, this did happen. But he said he support, he supports Sarah, I think, Sherilyn. I think the writings on the wall probably kind of what happened. You put yeah. all those together. Yeah. Typically two plus two equals four. Yeah. You know? So just there you go. All right. Um, either one of you got anything. I got something fresh for you guys. Mm. I'm really, really excited. We're going to try it out live on the podcast. It may be the best thing we've ever done. Maybe one of the worst things we've ever done. But before we get to that, you guys have anything else before we get to the TFW moment of the week? I'm good. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. Rhodesia. Okay. Act like nobody's listening. Okay, I got a song. Okay, song is twenty five seconds. Okay, okay, I need you to sing your jingle during the song where it makes sense. I mean the TFW I, moment of the week. Yep, I just found mm-hmm. this like right before we recorded. We're not gonna get a copyright infringement on whatever no. you're about to play, right? Okay, uh-huh. it was already right. on the soundboard. You ready? Okay, you're not gonna sing it to- yet. You're not gonna sing it yet. But you're it's 25 gonna, seconds. Yeah. The, the the clip is 25 seconds. You can sing it wherever you think it makes the most sense. I have the melody, you have to say the same. 
hey, you catch catch the beat. Oh gosh. Remember, I don't rap for free, so you want me to sing for free too? Oh, actually, I've been singing. Oh, never mind. Play it, play it. All right. Here we go. And this is RTFW moment of the week. Hey, turn my mic up. T F T F T F W moment of the week. Hey, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Shout out, shout out to that. I can't wait to hear that back. TFW moment of the week. It's the moment where we pick from the week. Could be anything wrestling related. If we want to shout it out, this is where we shout it out at. I'm actually going to go with. And we lay out. And we lay out. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. Last week's TFW moment of the week was pretty good, though. Because I stepped all over it. For me, it was the start of the breakup of damage control. Reason why for me is because I love, 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 love EO Sky. And she is now the number one contender of Bianca. That match was supposed to happen on Monday. But with the travel issues, hopefully they make it a bigger deal. So we really get to see a highlight of EO and Bianca. But more importantly than that was seeing Bailey thread throughout the show of not wanting them to have the spotlight and then seeing after EO won the kind of look out of the side of her eye to EO and not even wanting to grab her arm to, you know, in victory. So something that's really, really cool. We knew damage control was going to be splitting up a little bit after WrestleMania. We're starting to see the cracks now, but that was my TFW moment of the week. EO Sky being the number one contender to Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Good one. I, I love that one. I love how Bailey was advocating for herself. And came out and then EO cussed her out in Japanese and then cussed her out in English. Like, <laughs> how you going to do that? How you going to play us like that? <laughs> um, anyways, sorry. I'm being a hypocrite here. Mine's, I think I kind of got worked into a shoot of confusion. Um, now, we know it's official. Logan Paul re-signed with the WWE. And to me, the first picture that came out a couple years, two years ago, one year ago, two years ago, it was Stephanie, Paul, and him. This picture that comes out a couple of days ago looks the exact same, different colors, minus Stephanie McMahon. Logan Paul comes out and says, nope, actually, I didn't Photoshop that. So after all this being said and done, the reason why this is my TFW moment of the week is because it make me feel like I, I was a mark and I'm a mark because I actually thought that it was not real, but then real. So me being a mark of the Logan Paul side-by-side picture is my TFW moment of the week. That's a good one. Eshan should have nice. been at that. That should have been his TFW moment of the week last week when Cody lost. Being a mark thing, Cody had a chance. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. Sorry, man. My bad. Go ahead. What you got? I just want to cut this thing off. This is That's how ridiculous. I feel sometimes. No. This, this is just too bad. I'm, I'm sorry, a man. I'm having a moment right now. My bad. I'm a moment right now. It's horrible. Um, but my <laughs> moment of the week um, was continuing back to NXT, seeing Carmelo Hayes as the champion. And then also realizing that Wesley is also the North American champion. And I can't think of a, of a time in, in recent history 
or history in, in general to where any promotion where we had an African-American uh, champion and African-American secondary champion of a division. I think for me, that's just, that's history. And I don't think we even talked about it. And I think it's just amazing. This, you know, I've been watching wrestling for a really long time. I just, I just remember, you know, in the late eighties and early nineties, just not seeing many of us, uh, many of us in these spots and to, in 2023 to have a promotion um, or a brand like NXT have two African-American main and secondary champions. I thought it's just, it's awesome to see that I can show my little boys black excellence on TV. Um, it's just phenomenal to me. Inclusion awesome. and representation is so important on any and all levels. 100% man. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we got through it. I don't, hopefully you guys enjoy the jingle. I did. Ishan, what you think about that? It's horrible. Yeah, let's Ooh. never do that again. Just for that, we're doing it every single week going forward. Uh, well, then I, then hey, guys. You are going to sing it, Rhodesia. And you're going I'm to not. sing it. No, you just didn't bring it. I had the music. Man, look. Listen. We're not about to play. We're not playing it again. Our end music is playing right now ooh, ooh, on the recording. No, you can't read that. Yet. Oh, my God. Ishan going to put it like way past this. Come on. Hey. Okay. F. Okay. This sounds like a porno. No. Okay. CSW. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. Let's go. Okay. You can do it. You can do it going forward. He, he did that. I like that. I like that. But, but you know why? He committed why? to it. He committed to it. He didn't Sorry. take it as a joke. Sorry. Well, yeah. Okay. It sounds like Ron Jeremy porn music to me. Okay. That could be why. I wonder why my, why my nipples is getting hard. Now <laughs> I know. Hey, guys. The show is over. If you have not already... Hit that follow button on your screen. Continue to support us. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. If you have not followed us on our socials, do that. Twitter, that's FNW. YouTube, that's freaking wrestling. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Best kept secret in wrestling podcasts are here. That's freaking wrestling. And Rhodesia's on mute and she's talking. So I have no idea what she's doing right now. Thank you guys for listening. I don't know. Hey, Rudiza. I should do it again. But I'm not because the music is playing right now. Yeah, the and we don't want to double. Right we don't want to no. double up the music. This is in the show. <laughs> in the show. All right. That's it, guys. See you next week.